Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast by us, the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you today. We continue our Game of Thrones rewatch with Season 1, Episode 7, titled You Win or You Die. Written mm. by David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, directed again by Daniel Minahan, just like last week's. I think it shows a little bit. I think it shows. Oh, yeah. oh man, this this was, uh, I don't know, felt like uh, definitely a direct continuation of, of a lot of things we said last week. Um, like, they definitely have found their style. The visuals were were definitely the same here. Uh, they, like, the Game of Thrones look um, is coming alive now. Um, and things are definitely starting to heat up. Uh, that's mm. for sure when it comes to the politics and the actual um, oh, action of the oh, show. Man. You talk about a fucking on, cliffhanger. So. I don't know that there's. I mean, there's Ooh. there's a bigger one in the season, but uh, Ned getting his head cut off is that is uh, that a cliffhanger? Well, because that, you know what is what is a cliffhanger. Is a cliffhanger something where you're left in question at the end? Because you're not left in question if Ned's dead. You're like, okay, he's. It's more of a shock. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they did kill him. It, it's not like I is think it's he a cliffhanger dead? if you if you are itching for what happens next. Oh, that's fair. So it doesn't have to be something where you're left in the air of like what happened. Literally, it just has to be like the events. Of something, I guess something is left up in the air. Um, it's it's what happens next, you know. If if something has you questioning what happens next, then I think I think that has I think that has cliffhanger potential. And uh, this one might be the strongest cliffhanger of the season, even stronger than Tyrion getting held up at the end of the crossroads. It's a it, this one's a memorable one, and uh, I mean it's it, it's crazy that I don't know I didn't feel like. Um, it came this early in this. I don't know. I guess I, it's really coming. Like we, I guess we have. He, it's episode nine that he dies. Yeah, we're we're on seven. Okay, so yeah, I guess we only have two more episodes with him. So it really, it, it stuff needs to move. So I guess like, I'm not I'm not surprised that it's happening this early. I I don't know. It just feels that like stuff is happening fast for some reason. Um, but I know Ned dies in the first season. Like I. I know that he dies. It's just coming. It's just coming at us quick, yeah. man. I think on rewatch, you just—it's knowing what happens. There's there's a sense of you know urgency that we get on a rewatch of Ned because you want him to kind of do things quicker. You want him to get these things done. Uh, you want him, but you know that him 
doing these things faster is leading us faster and faster to him being dead. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Imagine a show where we could have got good old Ned for seasons on end, you know? Well, I was thinking, you know, like, what happens if Ned kills Jamie in their duel at the end of episode five? Mm. War between the North and the Lannisters breaks out. It's the North versus the Crown. And whoever the North has on their side, like the Riverlands, probably, uh, with the Tullys and stuff. And you got Ned at the head of that army with Rob. And Robert. Well, Robert, but... I think he'd have no choice to be, no choice but to be on the Lannister side. You think? I do. But it's a fight for the crown. And then after Robert hears that his son Joffrey is not his own. Mm. Um, there's no, you know, there's he, no he telling. Would, he would hear that. His, it's his best friend. He He literally told Ned... Um, he's like, in this episode, he he literally tells him, he's like, I I hated, or I didn't love any of my brothers, but I chose you. It's like the closest thing he could say to, I love you to Ned without just saying it straight up. Um, so like, I don't know. I think he, he actually loves Ned. He doesn't love Cersei, obviously. Uh, we got that a couple episodes ago. Um, so I don't know. I think I think he actually sides with Ned if that happens. But the thing is, is that you have that war would be the people who who are still actually they like Robert and his rebellion and like they like the killing of the Mad King. That those are the people that would fight for Robert and Ned. Mm. But then the Lannisters, they just have the gold. And Tyrion and and they like made it just I, I forgot who makes the point. Maybe it was last episode. Or someone says like or maybe it's it's uh, actually uh Littlefinger that says that just armies, you know, they follow the gold. Like they that's yeah. that's like the truth. That's this episode. Oh yeah. So like I, I think like that's it, it it would be hard to say like who would win. If it would yeah, be like, like who who do they follow? The hand of the king or the queen regent. Answer. Yeah. They follow the money. I don't know. I think like Ned himself and Robert. Robert's not a good fighter anymore at all. Ned's, you know, older. So like, that's the thing. He it, it would just be Winterfell for Ned. That's Ned has probably a lot of people that would stand behind him. That's for sure. Um, yeah. But I don't know if it could stack up to the 60,000 that the Lannisters have. That, like, that's, con- that's, that's confirmed that, like, right off the opening here. Um, it's not looking good for anyone who wants to oppose old Lanny boys over there. Hmm. Does the episode actually open with Tywin? Is that the it first does. scene? It opens, it opens on the Lannister camp. So what do you say we go ahead yeah. and get into a scene-by-scene mm. scene breakdown? Let's do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm Let's ready. Let's do it. We'll take it location by location. And ultimately, most of this, it's it's actually not that beefy of an episode. You know, this will be a mm. pretty succinct breakdown, yeah. if I had to guess on myself. Uh, but up at the Lannister camp on the border of the uh, Riverlands, Lord Tywin Lannister has assembled an army of 60,000 men 
and he's planning on opposing the Starks and punishing Catelyn's capture of Tyrion. Uh, and here we are. We're introduced to Tywin. Charles Dance as Tywin Lannister. Now, he's not going to win yeah. performance this week uh, yeah, no. uh, for me, mm. but he will win performance at some point. This man is fucking crazy in the role of Tywin Lannister. You know, I think it's it's clear that the the show wants you to hate House Lannister. Mm. They want you to, you know, they're the the, it's, yeah, they're they're just the villains. But but at the same time, like they made Tywin so badass. Like mm. Jamie, you can you can kind of he's not super hateable yet, but he's not likable. Cersei I'd say he's is more hateable. I say yeah. he's more hateable now than he is. At most points True. throughout the show. True. Yeah, I guess fair. Tyrion, I guess, is the most likable, and Cersei is becoming worse and worse, and Joffrey just fucking sucks. So every Lannister blows, but Tywin, they made him come off so badass at the beginning. He is gutting a stag, the freaking symbol of the, Bar- the House Baratheon. Yeah. Just skinning it as well. Just, I, I feel like it was legitimate, too. Like uh, it's, I, it's how actually, do you, I don't think it is. How do you think, fake that? What do you they, do? They to... build they build a fake deer and fill it with fake guts, and I think they did that. I'm fairly certain, if I remember the behind the scenes correctly. It they, looked so real when he was pulling the skin off, though. He was like really yeah. folding it back and slicing and folding. And I don't know. Maybe maybe wow. I'm wrong. Maybe it is. Maybe it is more real. Maybe we'd have we ought to look into that. Because... I guess there probably would be more blood involved if it was real. Now that I think, if there wasn't nearly enough blood, um, what this is episode seven. Um, yeah, Tywin gutting. Is it a stat? It yeah, it's a stat. Just, um. Oh no, that's uh, crazy. Uh, that's thing. real. It's, it's a dead yeah, animal. the craziest thing they ever did. Yeah, they they that's legitimate. Whole wow. I I mean, I, it looked pretty real. Maybe they just drained the blood first. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think that's probably fair. It's a I'm, real I'm, animal. I'm but seeing they that a butcher showed up with a dead animal for them. Wow. Um, that's so awesome. Charles Dance is reaching inside of an actual dead animal there. Maybe he gets the performance for that alone. Yeah, I did like, not know that. That's fucking right, nuts. Right now, I have it as Jason Momoa for Call Drogo for later on. Mm. Um, because like it's honestly really impressive to speak another language and get that much emotion through and like speak yeah. gibberish. But like, I don't know. I don't know which one's stronger. We had one scene. If you're going off the strength of one scene. Like, holy crap. I, I came off thinking, like, now I understand the reputation of Tywin. Why he's been this phantom figure for the whole mm-hmm. show. You know, like, holy shit, that dude is badass. And got, oh, and I fucking got Jamie, the, the unbreakable character so far. Jamie. He's been yeah. unbreakable. No one's been able to break him, and Tywin just shut him down. Like, oh, immediately. Oh, like, Bitches say him. something clever. He's like, say something clever. Go ahead. He's like, go ahead. You I can't. Know, like, yeah, you can't. I, and then tells him, "Grow up. You need to grow up now. Not in a month. Not in a year. Now. I need you to be the man that you have always been. Like it was. It was motivational, but also like degrading at the same time. 
it was like it was just like damn it's like it's like this is what i need to hear but at the same time god damn it it, it like hurts at the same time it's like uh, man like, this is a, i love you some charles dance man and i i'm a sure i know exactly who my favorite performance is i'm gonna save it for a little bit later i have no questions in my mind but if i was a little more on the fence after learning that that's a real fucking deer that man's gutting uh i'd uh you know i'd reconsider I guess I don't have my scene selected um, mm. at all. I, that's the only thing I have blank. It was the only thing I was going to leave up in the air. Um, so I think actually I'll keep my performance. I think I'll just have my scene as this one so far. That's cool. Um, and just keep it as a placeholder for it uh, right mm. now because that well, is pretty – that's just um, – Tywin's well, It's also a fantastic so. scene anyway. This was a, a great introduction to – uh, to Charles Dance's Tywin Lannister, and uh, I've actually I just finished watching The Sandman uh, a week a week or so ago, and he's in it, and he is mm. fucking fantastic. Such a grand scope show. Everyone who's in it, except for like The Sandman, is in it for like max four episodes. There's like mm. most characters just pop in, pop out, and that's just kind of it. Uh, and he's one of those characters who pops in and pops out, but he makes. A fucking impact mm. with his performance he's fantastic uh and i love him here you know I, I don't love him i hate him but i love the performance uh he's telling jamie you know that this conflict this conflict will decide the fate of their family they will either forge a dynasty that will last a thousand years or cease to exist as the targaryens have and it's that line just hits a lot harder yeah coming off the house of the dragon uh yeah it does man i mean and also just knowing the events of the show too, like that just, just knowing that like every well Tyrion, I guess would be the only remaining Lannister mm-hmm. at the end. Well, they have extended family, and who knows where they're at? They have Lannisters all over the place. I guess that's true. Yeah, fair. I guess it's the only Lannister I I have in my mind that's alive. That the I only Lannister of. that matters. That matters. <laughs> That's kind of mean to say, but kind of true. Um, let's see. I guess, yeah. So, I mean, they, but they definitely didn't es- establish a dynasty, that's for sure. You know, like that, they didn't, they, they seized opportunity, you know, they seized a sh- uh, opportunity, their opportunity, and they, they, they got some, a nice little reign. Briefly. Um, Briefly. Not a, not a. Not a dynasty, I would not, say. Not quite. Uh, not quite. I guess uh, but... three: Joffrey, Cersei, Tommen. I guess they had three different people. But te- technically, according to history books, history books don't remember anything but names. Joffrey and Tommen would be Baratheons. Dang, true. So the Cersei Bar- Lannister, Lannister would be the only Lannister who ever ruled. Which is that's uh, a fair point. That is a fair point. Yeah. Damn. How's the dragons re- recontextualizing a lot of stuff for us? But uh, yeah, it is. Man. Yeah. No. I, I think I think that's going to be my favorite scene. Actually, now that I'm okay, cool. Yeah. It's. I mean, like we here we are talking about. We've been talking about it for a fucking while. I don't yeah. know. And like it is literally one paragraph that this scene yeah. covers. No, Tywin. Uh, Tywin. The the introduction was just so cool. It was such a cool way to open the the show. How he's literally. 
I mean, now knowing that it's a real deer, but even if it's fake, for the show, for him to literally be just gutting the that sigil of, you know, uh, House Baratheon. House Baratheon is pretty um, crazy. Doing it just like he's done it 500 times before as he's mm-hmm. lecturing Jamie. Um, and he's like, yeah, I'll give you half of our army. I'll give you 30,000 men to go settle, to squabble this debate, you know, whatever. Just go wipe them out. Are, are you going to, you know... This is our our entire family's dynasty is resting on your shoulders, basically. Are you going to step up to the plate or are you going to fucking be, you know, just a wimp and, and not do anything? What are you going to do? <laughs> Go ahead. Goodbye. And like he said, take 30,000 men and besiege River Run. 30,000 men, the home of uh, Catelyn, Catelyn Stark and the House Tully. And Jamie's like, uh, Jamie's kind of wondering why Tywin would risk so much for such a, for the ugly, uh, mm. uh, stunted son that he so hates. And Tywin explains that, yes, I don't like Tyrion at all, but he is a Lannister. And if we let one of ours be held without impunity, without anybody being punished, we are weak. We are not a house to be feared. And I was like, okay. Okay, I, I think uh, I think this is going to be a character where, I mean, I'm always going to hate this motherfucker, just yeah. from a, the way he is standpoint, mm-hmm. but I'm going to really like watching him on this rewatch, especially oh, yeah. taking so it week by week. We are, going to, we are going to have this man for another 32 weeks-ish. Like shot on the toilet? Yeah, end of season four. So that's at least 30, 30 episodes where Dang. he could be involved. Let's go. Which is like, like yeah, that's just, that's cool knows, to think about. He knows how to play the game. He's very smart. Probably better than anyone. He's yeah. a. Cersei. She learned from learned, the best. Like, yeah. Like that's, that's, it makes sense. Um, is, well, who's, who's to know better, that. Do you think? Who, who do you think, who do you think's a better Game of Thrones or. Um, if you will, only one of them sat on it and was named and coronated and shit. You know, Tywin does briefly sit on it as hand, but true. I guess he just didn't. Yeah, why didn't he? He basically was ruling, like when when uh, yeah, when yeah. it was uh, still Joffrey. He basically ruled for Joffrey. It was just him. Uh. And Joffrey starts to, like, push back at him a little bit. And he's like, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) Who do you think you are? Exactly. Who do you think you are? I am. Uh, (laughs) The best celebration of all time. It's actually my favorite. My favorite. uh, Sports celebration of all time. Oh, fantastic. But, uh, yeah, no, this is, uh, that's the end of that scene up at the Lannister camp. A fantastic introduction to Tywin. A, another glimpse at Jamie that we—I don't think we've gotten yet, where he's getting—he's uh, getting bitched a little bit. Um, not not a light you see Jamie in a lot, and uh, I really dug it. I really dug it. Um, but next, briefly, we're at Winterfell, and in Winterfell, Theon Greyjoy is bullying the shit out of my girl Osha. Fucking love Osha. Uh, the the wildling they've recently uh uh captured and mm. he insists that she refer to him as my lord 
And she's like, why the fuck would I do that? Who's your, like, why? And she's like, well, he's like, well, my dad is the Lord of the Iron Islands. And she's like, okay, so if he's Lord, how are you the Lord? And he's like, uh, it's just how it works. And she's like, that's fucking dumb. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I've got, I've got a, I'm going to hold on to this from this one scene alone. Osha might be my favorite character of the episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't think I'm gonna end up going with it. She's two, though. She's two. From this episode, I fucking love this interaction just because she's so goddamn real. She's just yeah. like, this is ridiculous. The way y'all do shit is so dumb. Yeah. What are y'all even talking about? Yeah, it's like, yeah, actually, like, if you misspeak, like, can you imagine you you forget to say like your grace when talking to like the king? You could get your tongue cut out. You know, like mm-hmm. over that, you need to say something. And like that's that's a problem, you know. Like whenever you say something wrong, you forget to say something. Like that's just that that is ridiculous, you know. Like when you oh, think so about dumb. it, like you're making a problem out of nothing. Um, One thousand like right. percent. Like yeah, she's right. And that's why Osha's just so awesome. Is that she's just like the realest character in the show, at least so far for sure. Maybe of all time. At least like when I say the realest, I mean like she is just a real human like today. Like even, oh yeah, like, she has wildling tendencies. Like obviously, like she is r- crawling around on the floor like a wildling, and like you know, or like just doing her thing, you know, being yeah. wildling, whatever. But like, she's just real. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love me some fucking Oja man, and she, uh, Theon gets real up in her face, looking like he's gonna do something uh, that is uh, unseemly and illegal. Um, mm-hmm. And that's when Maester Lewin enters and is like is that any way to treat a guest? And he's like, I thought she was a prisoner. And Maester Lewin de- delivers a fire line to Theon Greyjoy. In your experience, is there is there much of a difference? Because Theon was taken in as a prisoner. Wait, he... Oh my god, he was. Yeah. In your experience, oh. is it mu- is there much of a difference? He's like, how do you think we treat prisoners up here? Just because you got in real buddy-buddy and became the ward of Ned Stark doesn't change the fact that we took you in as a prisoner. You've just stayed here because of the Greyjoy Rebellion. Yeah, that's rough, man. Poor... I don't even want to say poor Theon. Because, like, I I really don't feel bad for him. No. Um, And he's probably gotten a better life than he would have. Yeah. I don't know, living at the Iron Islands doesn't seem all that great. Gonna Especially not when your shoot, dad's Balon. Shoot it straight. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem that great. Um, The no, method of torture. The method of torture that, like, he mentions, he's like... Or was... Is that Theon that mentions that? Like, the death creeping up inch by inch, you know, like... Yeah, he's, that's to the, the scene. Yeah. Oh, that would suck. Yeah. That would actually That'd suck. That'd be horrifying. Uh, the north seems way better. It's cold, but at least not terrifying. Yeah, ran and, by a man with honor. Like shit. And a stupid bridge that should not exist. Um, Ridiculous bridge. And in You're telling just, me this is the most important structure to your family, this castle, and you've got a tiny little fucking drawbridge with broken wood 
like Indiana in the Castles Jones Bridge. Not even Indiana Jones. Like Tomb Raider Bridge. Like literal ant ancient. Fucking... <laughs> to, yeah, uh, what was what was the fucking uh oh the app the phone game Temple Run a Temple Run ass bridge. Yeah, that's yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, ripe for death, a death ripe bridge. For death. But uh, after after Maester Loin gives Theon a little shit about this, he uh, he questions Osha about why her band was crossing the wall and fleeing quote far south as south goes, and she's like, "They've awoken. They're up. We're getting away as fast as we can." And Luthen's or Lewin's like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, sure." Uh, but that's uh, that's it for Winterfell. A lot of quick boom, boom scenes, quick stops mm-hmm. at different locations. Mm-hmm. The only one where we spend like a substantial amount of time at is probably King's Landing. Yeah, I feel like it's broken up. Um, oh, yeah, they lot. keep they cut back. They cut back to all these other places in between. Like, it's kind of like they were like, all right, we we start King's on the back to back to this Dothraki King's Landing, and... back to this place for one scene. Back to King's Landing, back to this place for a couple scenes, and so on and so forth. But uh, hmm. next up, we're at the wall. And at the wall, Jon Snow and Samwell Tarly are standing watch atop the wall. And uh, I've got to say, every time I see them walk towards the edge of that wall... They're way too confident. Yeah, like what the fuck? He is right on the edge of that shit. You can see just fine, like, one step back. Yep. Yep. They're high enough, you know? Like, you can see down. Bro, I'd be laying on my tummy, like, peeking over over the edge. Inching forward. I would be sent millimetering forward. Millimetering. If if you catch my drift. Yeah, thank you. Um... Meter Millerine. I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I guess they're they're just um, on a green screen, so they're not. Sure. They, they have that zero helps. fear of falling off a five billion foot wall. Yeah, um, that does help. That does help. But like, yeah, you're right. I, I don't know. They should have like, I don't know. Maybe that just goes to show how badass Jon Snow is. How badass John doesn't Aegon, care that that dude is. You know. Um. Facts. I guess. Facts. I don't know. But, Sam, uh, Sam, Tarly, Sam himself even kind of walked up there. Yeah, he's 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 pretty far out there, man. I'm. I was like, okay, okay, Sammy. I guess he was but, a little uh, afraid. He no, he was more afraid. Yeah, he's like, um, you know, like when he first came up there. Like, well, he, he also like, says, uh, oh, "I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of everything." Or I love the way that Sam is just always thinking about chicks. I miss girls. Yeah, I miss girls, and John's like. That's- yeah, wait a fucking second, rider. Wait, there's no rider. Just a horse, man. I love that this horse just kept was just like I know exactly from whence I came. Yep, he knows where he gets his food. Facts. And uh, no Benjamin though. It's not looking not looking hot for our for our boy Benjamin, and we don't see him again for another six seasons. That's like, insane. That's just insane. Right. He just didn't come back, and we won't see him. Like, they, they had no way of knowing. I guess they just wanted John 
So I guess the point of this was so that John could have John's some... truly isolated now. Yeah. And like no, part of the reason he came up here is because his uncle was a ranger who he looked up to. And now his and uncle feel, who's a ranger is gone. I feel like if if Benjamin remained a ranger, John wouldn't be steward for long. Like I feel like Benjamin would somehow like pull strings to make John a ranger. Right, right. Well, there's also the fact that John wouldn't go north if Benjamin was back at the castle whenever he goes and joins the wildlings for a stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he kind of went out there in part because he was like Benjamin's out there, we'll see. You know, like That's uh true. Yeah. Huh. Like, Benjen is a big motivator for John for, like, seasons. That's like true. Like, a while. Damn. I guess, okay, so it isn't, it is actually, like, useful for him yeah. to disappear. It's not just like a, well, he's gone. Yep, well, we just yeah. couldn't pay the guy enough money to come <laughs> yeah. back, you know? No, like, he, I think it, it provides utility for John being isolated, more isolated than he's been in a long time. And, you know, he'll have to. You know, really nut up and get get going. But uh, later on, uh, Gior Mormont, the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, names the trainees as men of the Night's Watch. He hands out assignments, goes through everybody. Pip to the stewards, Samwell to the stewards, this person to the rangers, Gren to the rangers. And John looks at Gren, he's like, hey, man, yeah. Good job, buddy. I'm so proud of you. I love you, dog. And then he's like, John, to the stewards. And he just... The way his face just melts into fucking disgust. <laughs> and the way he looks up at Alistair Thorne, and Alistair Thorne's like smiling at him, and you're like, oh, this fucking dick. God, that guy sucks, man. He like... Uh, he's so... He's just he's just an, an evil guy just to be evil, you know? Mm-hmm. He's He's like, well, I went through it. So I got to do the same thing, you know, yep. to these people. He's like, yep. And the I way, did... and the way, uh, John's still a little full of himself, but like, he's, he's got a little right to be full of himself here. Like whenever he's like, I'm not a steward. I'm just not, you know, like they I don't even said like, uh, these positions are being handed out in uh, like with our needs and your skills. Like, they yeah. were chosen based on our needs and your skills. So, like, John, he, he like he is the best sword there. Like, you want your best swords probably to be a ranger, not a steward, you know? But if, you know, it is the true motivation to, you know, groom him for leadership, then, like, that is something different. Like, you don't want, you know, your leader to go out and risk his life, um, you know, every single day. So, you know, that is a fair position for him, if that is the true. um, And I have no doubt. I have no doubt that Gior Mormont has that intention, especially since he requests specifically for him to be his personal steward. Yeah, I think Uh, Sam, yeah, Sam nails it on the head. He's like, he's totally right. Uh, 1,000%. You know, and and, and it will, like, it it does, it, it hits so many birds with one stone, it like, he will eventually do some ranging just of it, you know, anyway. like they know, they know he's like going to go out there, especially after Benjamin doesn't come back. Um, and then also like, it'll teach him to, to not be so just expect everything to be handed to him. You know, mm. uh, he was, he, he expected to be a ranger, no questions about it. And 
that's what he's always dreamed of and it could be changed just like that you know he, he's learning so many like lessons along the way um mm, that that will sure. eventually just help him in the final the final run um whenever we get there but no doubts no doubts about it but uh yeah he uh he's not happy he's not happy he tries to plead his case to maester aemon uh and who by the way has selected sam as his own steward grooming him to be the next maester which i thought was kick-ass like they're they're getting groomed immediately to be lord commander and maester maester aemon is john what is that to john Maester Aemon to John would be his great uncle. <laughs> great uncle. Okay. Wait. That's cool. Let's see. Um, Might be his great, Maester great uncle. Aemon, Game of Thrones, family tree. Let's see. Maester Amen. Oh, this has House of Dragon peeps. Oh yeah, he. I guess he is pretty freaking old. Would he go back that, f like, kind of with the grandchildren of House of the Dragon people? No way. My guess would be that he is the either the same generation, like a brother to the Mad King Eris, or a uncle to the Mad King Eris. Wait, Jahar. Maester Aemond? Aemon. A-E-M-O-N. No D. Aemon. Yeah, okay. For a second, I was like, Aemond? Hold on a second. <laughs> it's like, we know an Aemond. I'm like, no way he's that old, right? Yeah, and no, like, no. Uh, okay. But, uh, hmm. I don't know, this is, yeah, this is. So, too many House of the Dragon stuff is popping up now like it's it's too popular it's burying yeah. all the other game of thrones stuff right um, I'm but see. probably on the wiki his f father yeah i don't know father is make makar targaryen and mother is diana all Dane? right he is the great great uncle of john snow great great holy shit yeah because he's the great uncle to daenerys Because he is, he is the Mad King's uncle. Aemon is the Mad King's uncle. Yes. Aemon is the Mad Aemon King's uncle. is the Mad uncle. King's uncle. The Mad King has Daenerys. I mean, he doesn't have her, but... Uh, yes. And then Daenerys' brother has john it's so weird that daenerys is the like it feels flipped like i don't know like daenerys should be I, I, or they shouldn't it shouldn't be an uncle um or an aunt no they're the same age uh, it's or, just yeah oh it's so weird it's just so weird every time i think about it it just doesn't get better no um, never does never does uh, but yeah, so he begs his great, great uncle, Hey, will you, uh, is there any way this is not going to happen? And he's like, nah, that's probably what's going to happen. And, uh, 
Sam goes to John and he's like, well, you know, there's there's a distinct possibility. Sir Alistair Thorne is just punishing the shit out of you. He's exploiting you. He's really, really fucking you over. But there's also the fact that you will be directly with the Lord Commander at all times. He's probably grooming you for command. And uh, both are surprised when Pip's like, yeah, come on. Like, John's like, it's not fair. And Pip's like, oh. Oh, not fair, huh? You want to talk not fair? I got sexually assaulted and sent to the wall. Eesh. Yeah. That was rough. I didn't commit the sexual assault and get sent to the wall. I got sexually assaulted and sent to the wall. Like, Pip went fucking through it, man. Yeah. Uh, He didn't steal a wheel of cheese to feed his sister as Tyrion had previously stated for everybody. And uh, he's like, yeah, am I really about to tell a bunch of strangers that the fucking Lord diddled me? <laughs> like, and they're like, okay, yeah, fair enough. And Pip's like, yeah, so don't talk to me about fair, okay? You're yeah, getting groomed for rough. command. Have fun. That's, man, that, I guess, like, yeah, John's really learning, just learning lessons everywhere from everyone. Um. I don't know, this, the Wall is a a very interesting place. Some people go there very wealthy and very well off, and then others obviously are there when they don't want to be. They're forced to be, and it's, like, such a weird dynamic. Mm. But, like, um, I don't know. Like, to want to go there is, is strange. Like, it's like to want to go to prison a little bit. It's like and the military at the same time yeah it is um it's like if we just if we made prisoners mil like military <laughs> like if that yeah. was your prison if that was we made prison. the wall uh like the actual yeah uh, border ma- patrol built- people yeah. if we made those people permanently live there and if they were to ever leave the border we kill them and if they were to ever think about getting with any partner, kill him. Dead. Um, if they were to ever, ever think about doing anything else in life, any other title that they were to go for, PhD, you want to go to Dead. school, you want to get a house, you want to, gone. Dead. That's nuts. Yeah, it's, the, framing border. the wall like that is pretty fucking insane. Uh, Sign up for the border patrol and literally... Basically, also sign a soul trap contract with the, you know, with the government. With the yeah, and then uh, there you go. Um, and and we there won't you give you anything. Book. We'll just use you. Actually, mm-hmm. um, you don't get anything out of it. Wh- yeah, quite the so, uh, quite the thing they've invented there. So I guess it's the opportunity to go north of the wall. Is the or can can anyone do that? I think if you if want to go north of the wall, you can just go like you can be like, "Hey, I'm passing through. Mind giving me passage?" And they'll probably go, "Hey, you shouldn't do that, but I don't fucking care. Yeah, go ahead." So there's no there's zero benefit to the the night's watch. I guess maybe it's more of an escape from home, an escape from like that's maybe like more. Of it can be. Doing. And he's like his his uncle's there, a ranger. That's like his 
his excuse, the dream is like, I want to be a ranger. I want to, that's what I want to do. But it's more of like, man, I hate being a bastard and just getting ridiculed for it every day. Like he says right. it doesn't get to him and he, you know, he just, um, acts like it doesn't get to him, but no way it doesn't. Yeah. Fuck no. Um, fuck no. It almost certainly is. And, um, one thing though, that I did think was cool about, uh, the his holding on to home a little bit is that he is still identified like a uh, religiously affiliated with the old gods he's mm. uh, whenever they ask who's gonna who <laughs> wants to take their vows north of the wall to a weirwood tree about a mile out uh john rises you know my family worshiped the old gods and sam rises alongside him and they're like Oh yeah, I didn't know they did that shit over in Horn Hill. And uh he's like, Well, they didn't. The gods never answered my prayers. That house isn't my house anymore. The White Knight's Watch is my house. Let's see if the old gods answer my shit. And uh are like, fair enough. You got this. I mean, everyone was making fun of him before that, and everyone was. But even at, like even that got everyone to be like, Okay, shit. Okay. Like yeah. damn. Yeah. Fair. Like <laughs> I was like, all right, that will go. be honored. Yeah, that will be honored. And it was, you know, it's like now everyone's gonna be like, yeah, now they're definitely a thing. John yeah, and, and Sam, they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> like after that, right? Uh, the little hug they get, the they do, you know, it's like, yes, it's, it's so I cute. Know. I love it, dude. But uh, they head on out there, um, accompanied by awful Yarwick and three more brothers of the Watch, and Sam and. John take their take their oaths. Uh, now my watch begins, and uh, then they are acknowledged by the other members of the Night's Watch. They give each other they give each other a big hug. They go and hug their brothers, their new brothers, and it's like, yeah, all's good. We're gonna we're gonna be just fine, guys. And then a ghost comes around the fucking way with a goddamn severed hand in his mouth, and yep. it's like, all right, well, you're in it now. You took your oath. Too late to back out. <laughs> yep, you just did that. And if this scares you and you want to leave, sorry, you'll too, die now. Anyway. Bad. Yeah. So die anyway. It, it would have been funny if like they were starting and John was like, and now my wa-. and like they look <laughs> over and Ghost has like a, a hand in his mouth and they're like, okay, yeah, G- Ghost, come on. <laughs> we're leaving. And now my watch has ended. Yeah, See you sorry. later, guys. The wall was really cool. I loved it. Great. The stay was great. I'll leave a great review on Yelp. Um, you guys I hold have it a down. Question. Are the only people who are allowed to leave the wall, like, before their oaths, had to have come there voluntarily, right? Because you're saying, how do people... People like, who are no sentenced can there leave. can't just leave before they take their oaths. That's just not how that works. Oh, yeah, no. So I guess you, you have to go there voluntarily and then not take your oath. You'd have to leave before that moment, but yeah. go there voluntarily. But, like, my question is still, right. like, I don't think, like, even Sam here, like, if Sam was like, you know what, never never mind, I'm out. I don't think, like, what would they do to Sam? Well, Sam was more forced by his father, saying that if you were not found in the Night's Watch, I'll I'll kill you, I'll hunt you. Right, right. But, like, so, but I think John, John could have left if he wanted to. And just gone home? Yeah. 
I I I felt I don't know. Um, he he didn't. Well, that's take why it I was curious yet. about Sam is because technically he came here voluntarily. He didn't yeah. get sentenced by anyone. No, I know he was yeah, forced no, but... by his dad. Yeah, that's why he couldn't leave. But I think he could. He could. The Night's Watch wouldn't kill him, or he wouldn't be a deserter gotcha. because okay. his vow. He hasn't taken this vow yet. Okay, cool. I'm, I was curious. I was curious about how they would handle that. But that does conclude the storyline at the wall. Mm. Man, yeah, what is that? There. Cliffhanger there. Just severed arm. There you go. Yep, no more at the wall this week. Bye. Uh, See ya. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was bold. I thought it was bold. Mm. But uh, next up, let's head to Vais Dothrak. Mm. Wherein yes. Daenerys is attempting to convince Khal Drogo about the benefits of an invasion of the Seven Kingdoms. He's like, she's like, come on, man, we could have a lot of fun if we did that. We could go there, we could reeve, we could pillage, we could do so many great things. Uh, and he's like, nah, I don't really need that shit. The only chair that a man needs is his fucking horse. Fuck a big old iron chair. I don't need that shit. Damn right. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Cal Drogo's just like this. You know, I've, he's just pure anarchy. That's just what he, I don't know. That's just. 1000%. Laissez faire uh, personified. Just, I, I want my horse and I will take, I will do whatever I want. I'm the call. I got the longest braid. I don't care. Like, that's it's it's a motherfucker up. It's what Robert dreams to be. Mm. Robert's the king. One thousand percent. Robert dreams to be. Robert is the king, and he gets what he wants, but not really. Call Drogo. Gets Gets what he he wants. wants. No matter what. I never thought about that. Robert Baratheon would want to be the call of a Dothraki horde. Yeah, that would be that would be that the life just, for him. It's a paradise for Robert, dude, to be to live that lifestyle. Oh my god, that's a paradise for him. Reminds me of when Dario Naharis like pulls up on the uh, on the Dothraki later on and is like, "Oh my god, I was born into the wrong people." Like, he's like, he's like this. This is awesome. Uh, I don't know about their food. That's the only thing that maybe he couldn't get I will behind. Slaughter a goat. Like the food would be tough. I guess. Do they drink a lot? Do the Dothraki drink a I'm lot? I'm sure they have their own ales of some sort that they make. Because Robert likes. Because the women, you know, he could he could get with any that that's plenty, and everyone just gets with everyone there. That doesn't mm-hmm. matter. The food, you know, he likes food and he likes wine. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe he actually, maybe the Dothraki. But I'd say the call eats well every day. Probably. Oh, I guess he's he's a man of the people. He probably just eats horse, dead horse, and whatever else bark or whatever else they eat. Bark. (laughs) What What else did they eat? (laughs) What was it? Bark. I don't know. Did I say that weird? No, Um, I, I, I say I. Oh, I, there's some sort of uh, I don't know where I got it, but every time my dog barks, I oh. respond. I respond and I go bark. bark. I feel like that is bark. from something that is that I a TikTok know, sound? No, I feel like it's bark. from a TV show or movie. I don't that know. I even I, know. I know. I feel like I know that too. 
for some reason. That's bark. weird. But yeah, so I, I so you said bark, and I immediately my head just went there. But uh, no, they uh, they they eat a lot of horse. If uh, if I'm not mistaken, they do be, they do be eating horses. Oh, it was horse jerky, not bark. Yeah. Why did I think it was bark? What a weird. <laughs> What a why? There's no Not trees. Not There's zero trees where they are. Just a bunch of grass. But that uh, you have to enter through the two yeah. horse statues. You got you got to specifically go through the two horse statues, or else you're not entering or leaving Vice Dothrak. Say you got to go south, and the the north the you know statues are in the north. You got to go through that and then around and then where around. you were, and then you can go south. Yeah. Um yeah, for sure. That's exactly how that works. But um uh, nevertheless, uh Wait, is Drogo that is... Oh, I thought you said that concluded the storyline over there. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, the uh the next up Drogo is uh, a bit reluctant to cross the narrow sea. Uh you know, they could they could certainly find plenty of ships if they raided the free cities, but you know, he doesn't need an iron chair. He just needs a horse. And Daenerys is like, you know what? That's kind of hot. It's kind of hot. Drogo. They're actually like kind of cute together now. I know yeah. it's so cute like, that she's like braiding his hair. What's like? It's such a weird relationship to be to be like that too. Uh, but like, come this point in the show, I really like them. Yeah, they made it work. It's like she was forced into it, but like, and then she was like. I kind of like this life. She's like, it's she different. Made, she made the it's best fun. of a bad situation, yeah. for sure. Um, so, I mean, it, whether it was, you know, the start of it wasn't necessarily the best of things, but she's she's definitely doing the best she can. Um, for sure. For sure. I don't but, know, they're, uh, they're actually, they look happy together, you know? They do. And like, uh, whenever he bursts into the room later and it's like, the mood of my life, you know, like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. He oh, that's so fucking cute. Looks at her and looks at the like the killer and he's like, "Oh my god, no!" Yeah, just instantly goes over to her. Oh, oh no, they yeah, they they made it work. They have, but uh, next up, Daenerys is uh travel into a marketplace with Sir Jorah Mormont and her handmaidens, and uh, she asks Jorah to help convince her husband, uh, since the Seven Kingdoms are hers by birthright. Uh, she's like, "Come on, you got got to help me out." You gotta help me out. Make sure he knows that, like, we could really, really... He thinks he's living good now. He could live different over there. Mm. And uh, he reminds her that uh, her ancestor, Aegon the Conqueror, took six of the seven kingdoms because he was capable of doing so with dragons, not because of a birthright. And uh, Daenerys is like, oh, yeah? What's interesting here is that Jorah seemingly doesn't believe in dragons, which I didn't know. I didn't catch on to that. Uh, the first few times I've watched this, he's like, uh, he says something about how he only believes what he sees and what he hears, and he's never seen or heard dragons. He doesn't believe Aegon the Conqueror. Oh, is that a common thing to not believe in them? That's what I'm. That's what I'm curious about. Is that like now that the dragons are extinct, is it like common people are kind of like? what are the odds that was even real? You know, it's like, like they've uh, been extinct. It's not like there's no one that the last dragon died I guess, that, like a couple hundred years ago. 
or 150 years ago or if, something like that. Yeah. So like no one's alive. No human is alive that saw that it. Saw the dragons. So like no way. It's all just the off word of woman. mouth. But then it's like her word against everyone else. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, but that's what I thought was interesting. And it just kind of adds to what Jorah, what makes Jorah go, oh my God. Whenever she emerges from the fire at the end of the season with dragons. That's, that has to be a like, God tier moment. Yeah. That's like, like he's literal like, I've God seen moment. the face of yeah. God and she is a woman. You know, yeah. like, uh, He's like, no, I mean, Dan, I, Danny is my goddess. He was already simping there, and it's like it was taken to the max. That was raps. That. that was it's it. like, yeah. it's like, well, now I actually, I actually worship you as a god too. Um, right. So, yeah. Uh, he, I, I, I don't know. It's really weird. My uh, feelings for Jorah right now, um, because like honestly, I really hate him right now. Right now. I hate him. Yeah. Um, because he like later on when he talks to Daenerys, like, um, and spies will always be around, blah blah blah, and like they will always talk. Like I don't know, it's like he's directly lying to her, and then being like honor is everything that I'm about, and like well, let I, me, he's let me... he's slowly coming to her side. You know, let me and, put, like, let me give you this right here. Jorah is my favorite character of the episode. Okay, I was curious I, as to That's as who to I've why. declared my favorite character of the episode and it's because of this. One of Varys's little birds shows up and goes, "I have a royal pardon for your crimes. You can come home." That is the point when he gets to make a choice. Wait, that happened this episode? Oh yeah. Did it already happen? Like it's about to happen. Like, it happens oh, immediately. Wow. It happens immediately after that brief conversation about like, oh, Egon the Conqueror came over with dragons and stuff. Oh. And then like he's like stopped in the street by one of Varys's little birds. Oh, and he's that like, really changes everything then. Oh, yeah. that changes. Oh, okay. he makes he makes the conscious decision to go. I don't need to go home. I can stay here and live a life I'm proud of. And I think that like a. Uh, Ah, oh, those words mean so much more now. He's it's like dumb. honored like, does he's, mean everything to me now. He is he's not like, spying. Oh. He is officially on. He's officially come around to the other side, which is why he became my favorite character of this episode. Okay, that's actually uh, really nice. So he is full simp, full simp mode already. I mean, in bad terms. Oh yeah, he's full. He's full simp mode. But uh, yeah, he's like, oh shit, cool. Uh, this this news only comes around if he's no longer needed. As a spy, which means, oh shit, if I'm not needed as a spy, someone around here is about to try and kill Daenerys. Um, and mm. he sees Daenerys over there with a wine cellar who is keen to her and trying to get her to try a particular vintage from the arbor. And uh, he's a good salesman, good actor here. And Jorah comes over, he's like, I have a thirst. Open it. And he's like, this isn't for you. It's for the queen. And she's like, open it. And uh, he smells it. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you drink it? And he's like, oh, I am not worthy. And she goes, you will drink. Uh-oh. Like, the way he, like, lifts it to his lips and then throws it in bolts. I was like, oh, I fucking love this. Love this shit. But uh, 
<laughs> we figure out there the wine's been poisoned. He goes running for a couple seconds, but is very stopped by Rajaro, who uh, brings him down with uh, with his whip, tangling his ankles. And uh, like, fuck yeah! The way they like, I love the way they like usher Daenerys out of there, like she's the goddamn president of the United States. Like they they like cover her and they're like running out of there, like it's the fucking Secret Service. I love that shit. Oh yeah, uh, that's the queen. Exactly, that's Khaleesi. That's Khaleesi. Right I mean, damn, that's that's bigger than the president right there to them. Facts. She's my she's my president. I'd follow Khaleesi. Yeah. But uh nevertheless well, with the wine no, go ahead. I don't know. We gotta be careful. I'd follow her up until a certain point. She did that's go fair. a little she went a little far. A little off the rails near the end there. Um, she went a little far with it, to be sure. Uh, but for a long time there, she was badass in every way. Every way, every single way. But uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't really think about that. But you're, you're right. Uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, with the uh, wine cellar captured, uh, Sir Jorah tells Daenerys that Robert Baratheon will never stop trying to kill her and her future children. Uh, spies will be everywhere. You will always be watched. And uh, Drogo quickly bursts in. You know, like, and I, I was like, okay. I like the way he's like looking around. He's like, where is my love? Moon of my life. Are you okay? And, uh, man, I don't know. That's int- Do you think it would have been better if Jorah told Daenerys right now that he was spying on her? Would have been like, came clear. Would have been like, I, I was spying on you. I, I had this pardon and I don't know, maybe like wait a little. I don't know. Like that's no. Or do you think it's better than not? Just... Why, not why Cal Drogo is alive. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Cal Drogo would murder this motherfucker very yeah. quickly. Um, with haste. But, uh, see, yeah. that's why I've always been, I've been of the mind that, Yeah, he should tell her at some point. But there also comes a point where I, as as someone who, if I was in that situation, would have gone, she doesn't need to know that. You know, I've committed my life to her. She knows that I, I've committed my life to her. That was well, a very long time ago. I guess he could have framed it in the way of saying... I was spying on you, and this information, if you tell your husband, will kill me. So, and obviously, you know that information. I can't go back to being a spy now. So, you knowing that information, my life yeah, is... Yeah, there you go. That, you know, like, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's fair, yeah. I think well, it, honesty is always the best policy, if we're being for real. It is always the best policy, but, uh, you know. Things play out how they play out, and uh, Drogo enters and is uh, very, very, very upset with this wine cellar. Uh, he goes to ensure that Daenerys is okay, and he offers Jorah the reward of any horse he chooses for foiling this assassination attempt. It is a gift. It is my gift to you. And I was like, Cal Drogo becoming a little bit of a, a fucking diplomat over here. Uh, what if Jorah's like, I want your horse. Oh. <laughs> like yours. He just like I whips wouldn't. out his scythe and stabs him. He's like, "Sorry, that's I can't <laughs> abide." 
Yeah, like instantly, he's like any horse, any any horse. Do you mean that? Say what you mean. You sure uh, about that? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, enraged, he begins to yell out in Dothraki. The yeah. fact that this person from the Seven Kingdoms is someone over there is willing to assassinate his wife from across the sea. He's like, oh, okay. Then yeah. How about I take this fucking army and we cross the poison water as no Kalasar has done before? Yeah, how about I we just take... literally do make history? Yeah. Let me do How about we take that... the Iron Throne from my son, uh what is it, Rego, the stallion mm-hmm. who will mount the world? Uh and everyone's everyone's like, fuck yes. Danny's getting all super, super horny. Uh she's she's looking at him like, dude. Amelia yeah. Clark can no, play no, yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. She is, she is like, oh my god, I want to fuck this man right here, right now. And uh, the way that, uh, and like she, like the whole scene, there's never any pause that she's she's given. It's the fact that for me, Caldrogo's going. We are going to burn their cities. We're go- going to. Uh, destroy their lands we're going to rape their women and mm. everyone's like fuck yeah Daenerys is like hell yeah and that was a little you know I was like I was kind of getting behind him you know I was like yeah let's go Khal Drogo if Khal Drogo, like, Drogo would have left out raping their women I would have put him as my favorite character I was like I can't in good conscience co-sign on that man that's that's where I draw the line you want to burn cities you want to reeve go for it man do your thing. It's fiction. Fictionality can only take me so far. It can only take me so far. And once, uh, once, once we're sexually assaulting is when I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. can't can't be friends. You know, a little hard to, you know. I was I was rallying. You know, I was like in the room with them. I'm like, like, yes, ah. let's go. And then and then, ooh, wait a minute. I don't I don't know about that actually. Like, oh God, man, no, come on. I mean, I but was Danny's- with you. Danny's like, fuck yeah, let's do this shit. He's like, we will take their men as slaves, rape their women, and pillage their cities. And I'm like, god damn. And Danny's all for it, which is another thing that just keeps leading me down the path of it's not super far out of the realm of possibility for her to descend into uh, murderous rage. Yeah, that's uh, true. Plain here. That is, I don't know, she was surrounded by a very murderous people. Um, from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I don't think he had access to dragons soon after. These are the first people she rules. Yeah. You know? Dang. It's going to leave That's an impact on good. her. It's got to feel good. It do indeed. But uh, after the speech, which is my favorite scene, by the way. I will, oh, yeah. I will dub this my favorite scene. Yeah, uh, no, it's he's my favorite performance of the episode. Uh, Jason it's pretty Momoa. awesome. Like to actually do that in Dothraki, um, it I don't know, and just that's hype. Like I don't know, that's that's nuts. And like to get everyone riled up, I was um, I don't know. And I think it's it's fitting. Like last episode, I had uh Amelia Clark um get the performance. Now I got Jace Momoa. Uh, I like their relationship. I don't know. It's actually a lot more cute than I remember. Um, mm-hmm. and Daenerys actually got um both. 
character and performance last episode. I forgot to mention that, but that only happened with me with Ned and Sean Bean uh, for episode two, uh, where a character got both the performance and the the. Um, I believe that's only happened you, for me in episode yeah, one episode with one. Ned Stark and Sean Bean, and that's it. Yeah, but uh. It didn't happen here. Uh, Jace Momoa just got performance here, not not character yeah. for me. But um, oh, yeah. I was damn I was damn close. But then I gave it my scene because I remember watching this for the first time and being like, "Oh, this man's a fucking badass! What a goddamn G!" But uh, it leads all these all his uh his horde his <laughs> Kalasar to uh, go ahead and depart Vais Dothrak the next morning. With the wine cellar tied naked to the saddle of Daenerys's horse, forced That's to walk rough. until he uh, falls over and is dragged oh, to his death. Dude. I once watched a man uh, get dragged for like nine miles. Does that mean that he was standing for nine, or just being dragged nine and then died after think, the nine miles? I think dragged nine and then died. Oh my lord, that'd be the worst nine miles ever. And a horse only goes like. A mile an hour. So that, like, literally took, like, nine hours to die, at least. And that's, like, with no... that that I don't know. That's rough. Maybe not even a mile an hour at that. I don't know. How fast does a horse go? That's a good Google. Uh, how fast horse... Depends on how fast they're trying to transport the Kalasar. Oh. You know, that, that Reddit article you, you sourced last week might be helpful here. True. Um... Oh yeah. Um what did I Google to find that? That was an interesting I think it was like and was like, that was my mistake. Was, that was actually the King's Road um travel travel. And then it was a one little section of it was from Castelly Rock to King's Landing. Oh. Um and actually the truth of that one is that um Castelly Rock is like two thirds of the way you can get there by river and then you have to go by land. Um, so it's like a little, a little bit of both, um, but it is, yeah, definitely across the way. Um, it's across a lot of land if you don't go by that river first. But gotcha. Um, a horse. Um, I mean, it's not fair to really compare the the top speed of a horse. Um, but horse army walking speed about. 50 kilometers a day or 5 kilometers an hour. 5. Here we go. Um, kilometers an hour in miles per hour is about 3.1 miles per hour. So about 3 miles per hour. So it took him about 3 hours to die. Damn. That's a rough 3 hours. It is a rough 3 hours. That's got to hurt. Do you think it's like face down? Would you rather be... How Still. would you... You know? Still a better three hours than watching Scarface. <laughs> I would rather die being dragged <laughs> on the back of a horse oh than watch God. Scarface again. Yes. Um, yes. I don't know. Would you? Do you think you would fall? Would you be? Would you be on your back until you died, or would you want to go? On I'd your... probably alternate. I'd probably try my best to roll over as much as I could. Damn. Just yeah. really. <laughs> I like I don't know. I don't even know what I'd do, man. I probably wouldn't try I probably wouldn't put myself in that situation in the first place. I wouldn't try to assassinate the Khaleesi. 
Fair. <laughs> yeah, I would try not to commit a crime, I guess, to get me in that situation. Yeah, I would do right. anything to avoid the death. That's a that's a horrible sentence. Because it's like, because the, the rule is that they can't shed blood on sacred ground, which is interesting, like, um, that, like, um, Viserys used that. You know, he's like, oh, you can't kill me. You can't shed blood here, blah, 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 he's whatever. Like, oh, I don't have to shed your blood, bro. Yeah, it's like, okay. Yeah, that's, I don't know, it's kind of like, They're a whatever. But um, I guess, are they on sacred? No, they aren't on sacred ground when he's being. They're leaving sacred ground. So yeah. he, it, it's okay if he bleeds. That's, yeah. So that's right. They are shed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rules intact. Rules intact. Rules intact. But that they, does they... bring us to the end mm. of the story in Vice Dothra and we will finish the episode off in King's Landing. Yes. Where we find Lord Ned Stark meeting up with Cersei. And he's like, uh, oh yeah, 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 I know exactly why John died. Uh, uh, you fuck your brother. They're, her, they're his kids. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Like, uh, I did not, I, like, every time I watch this, I'm in awe of the fact that he just plays this hand so dumbly yeah it's not what very strategic fucking, what that is what a dumb fucking move yeah. like i love ned but holy shit does he not go about any anything in this episode correctly let's see his whole investigation is for john aaron and how he died and maybe now it's connected to his son which is, you know, a little cherry on top, but it, mainly for John Aaron, how John Aaron died, the death of John Aaron. And he died for figuring out too much stuff, and he knows that now it, it was Cersei, you know, at that the crux of this and Jamie, whatever. Like, it's, that's the problem. He, and, then, and then he figured out the information that John Aaron figured out that got him killed. He goes to the person that killed John Aaron basically, and then tells them that he knows the same information. Uh, and the, there's there's a th part of this where he thought he'd have Robert on his side. Robert's dead. Um, yeah. He thought dumbly that Littlefinger would be on his side. Not. Um, he's just too trusting. He thinks he people, people have as much, much honor as he does, and they just don't. Yeah. Nope. Uh, he would not be a good king. Like, even how he is very honorable, but he would not be a good king. Like, I don't know. No. No. Like, I just, I don't think. He has the, he has good intentions in mind. Um, I don't know. That'd be an interesting reign to see. Um. Without like King being the seven war, kingdoms, Ned Stark. Yeah, like without being war fueled, you know, like right, um, and having all that family feud stuff go on. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. He could be. He is smart. I don't know. I guess he he actually could be a good king if 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 there isn't like war involved right away. Mm -hmm. Um, but he could make it work. He could make it work, but uh. Yeah, nevertheless, uh, Cersei does not deny by any means. She's like, uh, I don't see the fucking issue. Targaryens practice marrying brother and sister to keep the bloodline pure for forever. 
And so let me you ask mean, you, Cersei, eh. you doing this to keep the bloodline pure? Is that why you're fucking your brother? Uh, no, meant no. to be together. No, yeah, we said. we weren't just brother and sister. We're twins of the same mm. womb, born into the, the world together. We are meant to be together. And yeah, uh, and obviously that makes like. It... Yeah, that makes it more obvious being brought into the world together in the same womb is is her reasoning to why she is with him. But that is the reason as to why you shouldn't be yeah, with that's him. Why, that's why it almost is more disgusting that way. <laughs> yeah, you're just, uh, like it's it's dis- it's disgusting for any sibling, you know, or any family. But then to, sure. to be even closer you know, like you're you're even closer. Um, it it only makes it weirder. I think I don't know. No, I, it does. It does. So, is there weird levels to it, or is it all just bad? I think it's all bad. But it's I think there's all different... bad. There's no question about that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no, no good coming of any of this. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like there's different levels to it. Like it? No, I'm just. I just would rather. I, I was about to be like, no, you know what? I just would rather continue on and not go there. Um, we could go full Wolf of Wall Street, though. Like that's what that's what I was about to say. Is like a a cousin cousin is nothing compared to a twin twin sibling. That's yeah. Not the th- that's the thing. Is that like? But what we're comparing pairing is atrocious to they're both fucking terribly awful you know like yeah. it's 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 nothing nothing good of this nothing good here um and then i was gonna be like okay so that one's obvious but then like which one's worse <laughs> you know no, yeah. i was about to be like what let's tier list freaking tier list incest <laughs> incest relationships and i'm like no hey, that's, that's the type of shit n- that's not that's the type of shit game of thrones will have you doing though I know. you know it's just the type of well and what's crazy is that we deal with like 50 times less incest in this show than we did house of the dragon yeah because it's like it's not accepted here Mm-mm. like it's icky it's really icky and I guess in House of the Dragon, I guess it's accepted. But the reason that it what the reason they had to hide it was because just the people couldn't know they were together because of yeah. other reasons, not because incest was weird at the time, right? Like in House well, of the Dragon, the Targaryens, like I think the Targaryens are well noted for having partaken in incest at that time, but I don't think anyone else was on board ah, I think okay. it was just like the Targaryens normalized it for the tar- Targaryens I don't think it was like the common folk were like oh shit the Targaryens oh, no. are yeah, doing yeah, it yeah, yeah. I sure. might as well no, be able but... to kiss my cousin but the peep the common folk were they, they were like they wouldn't see it as weird if a Targaryen got they'd just be like yep well another Targaryen got yep, with another the, Targaryen with another doing movie. incest like so yeah it wouldn't be like out of the norm um, yeah, I guess no. So, no, which is hmm. terribly odd, but uh, <laughs> anywho, uh, she, she also uh, she also admits that uh, she's grown to uh, despise Robert, 
ever since their wedding night, uh, when Robert drunkenly stumbled into Cersei's bed and did did his deed as quickly as he possibly could and called her Lyanna. And Ned's like, Oh. <sighs> yeah, I, I see why Cersei's a villain. Um, I see why she's an absolute just evil villain. This would be this would be a tough um, one to overcome. Yeah, her origin, it makes sense. It does. It does. Um, uh, she, she even said like he loved a corpse more than he loved a me living breathing right there in front of him, and I was like, damn. Damn! Uh, like <laughs> Jesus, man! Like holy shit! Damn! Like, um, on your wedding night too, Matt. She said. She said it was the best night of her life too. She was like, I was so oh, happy. Everyone in the kingdom him. wanted him, him. and yeah. everyone in the kingdom wanted him, and he was mine. Yeah, it was the it was the best night of my life. And then, Liana. Oh. Um, yeah, that's gotta uh, that's gotta hit. Um, terrible, terrible. But uh, here, Ned is like, "All right, that's sad and all, but you got to get the fuck out of the city." Once Robert learns what's going on, he's there's nothing that's going to be able to stop him from killing you guys. He'll kill all of you. Uh, and uh, she should run as far as she could before that happens. Uh, and Cersei. Is like, uh, you are a fucking idiot. You know that? Mm. You're a goddamn fool. I know what happened that day. You you moved Jamie from the throne after he sat there for a couple minutes, and all you had to do was reach out and take it. That's all you had to do. And uh, he's like, I have many, many regrets. That is not one of them. That <laughs> I am more than line. happy. Yeah. yeah. That was sick to hear that, like, he doesn't want it. I don't know. He has no, uh, no interest in being I the king. I don't know. That line from Otto. Look what he did right when he was on the throne. Right when Ned got sat on the throne, look what he did. Right, but that wasn't a... Uh, he, he obviously took the power that he was granted, but it wasn't just because it was on a whim. He had beef. He had reasons. He was just on a hunt, though, Robert was. Could have waited. Could have waited for him to get back. He didn't know he was going to die. Right. You know? He was like, all right, he's going on a hunt. He'll come back. Talk to him. Let's see what we do before I start a war. Mm. You know? I mean, he starts a war doing that. Yeah. Like, the, the, he knew what he was doing. So, I don't know. I think he, good old, good old Ned, you know, he... He got the little. He, he tasted the power a little bit, you know. Well, I don't think I don't think taking like taking advantage of the power you're granted is the same as wanting to be king. That's fair. I think it's. I think it's more that he'll. He did with that position what he could in his favor, but I don't think it was necessarily like. I think he would have much preferred that Robert was there to deal with that conflict. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he... I, uh, okay, fair. 
It's just he was sat he was seated on the throne, but he and didn't the man of honor him. that he is. These people in the Riverlands were reaved, and their women were raped, and they were like the kids, dude. The kids, they were covered in shit and then lit on fire. That's the 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 punishment that Ned decides to dole out is not that far-fetched. Taking away the titles of the knight who did those things makes sense. Going, the guy who that knight answers to needs to answer for these crimes. Tell us, did he order these? Tell us, like, he doesn't necessarily say, he doesn't necessarily say, oh, he definitely did this with malice. He just goes, he needs to come down here and explain this. If he doesn't, then we'll have problems. I guess I'm downplaying what, the Lannisters. They did. did some fucking awful stuff, dude. Like it yeah. was bad. Yeah, that uh, is bad. That is really bad. Yeah, like he he's like son of like I think it's like since he is a man of honor, there is no way to deal with that without going, yeah, somebody needs to fucking die. You know, like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. During this time period, someone's gotta die. Someone's gotta be put to death. Like that's <laughs> just Yeah, uh. and they brought in the fish too. Dude. Yeah. It's over. But G, uh like G G. G whiz. G Willikers, mister, but uh Ned tells uh tells her again, you know, uh I have regrets, but that isn't one of them. And Cersei departs with a chilling warning. When you play the game of thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. There's my favorite line of the episode. Um it's a goddamn goodie. I mean, it's, it's, uh, is that the first name drop of Game of Thrones? Like in the entire show? I think it's the only name drop of it in ever. I think they call it the game. I, I, later, I think they refer to the game, but I don't think they call it the Game of Thrones. Yeah, I guess they just really refer to it as the Iron Throne most of the time, or the chair. Or the throne, or just mm-hmm. something along the lines. They never really say when you play the Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's very rare. Um, but it is interesting. The Game of Thrones, like plural. I've always wanted, like, if that was like, um, like I don't know. It's like really, you're only playing the game of a singular throne. You're playing I the guess Game of Throne. Like, I guess it just doesn't sound as good, you know, for one. Yeah, right. Um, but I guess like there are like. The Driftmark Throne. Yeah, they're um, or the, the, the like the, the they're, Warden they're of other. the North, the seat of Winterfell. Yeah. You know, like they're they're thrones. You know, like uh, I think it's more like if you are in any position of power, you are playing the Game of Thrones. And uh, yeah, yeah, that is a great line. Obviously, just a, a classic mm-hmm. one. And Lena Headey plays the scene fantastically. Can't wait till she really starts doing more with the character. Um. She kind of just has one attitude at all times throughout season one. Hasn't really shown a ton of, and I, I know she's like cool, calm, and composed for the most part. Like that's kind of what she's, what she's about. But uh, she's pulling all the strings, man. Mm-hmm. She's she she can't let anyone know. Uh, I don't know. I think yeah, you're right though. It is very basic, like cert, like one mode. She's and I know she, time. I know she goes beyond that. She, uh, yeah. I know she has the capability. Lena Headey's fantastic. It's just so interesting that they don't do that much in this season. Um, 
But, anywho, next up in one of the brothels, we get a full-blown porno with the yep. best acting you've ever seen. Yep. Uh, Littlefinger is instructing Roz, the new arrival to his brothel, and another prostitute named Armeka, on how to please their customers and to make them happy. Uh, you know, he... Uh, does a whole fucking monologue while they're while they are having sex right there for us to watch and him to enjoy watching uh man pretty yeah, incre- this... this pretty incredible acting on Aiden Gillen's part dude no yeah the little finger it's such a weird show to break down a scene like this you know like to to be like oh yeah this is just a scene that happened in the show um a guy you know ahead of a brothel teaching two girls how to how to please their their customers better and while he's doing it gives like a monologue of how his like his life story almost and how he just has the the thirst for the for everything and he'll do anything to get there and his strength isn't fight like oh my like what like out of this scene was insane like no it's it's an insane scene but Uh, all you hear in the background is just moaning the whole time and we sometimes we are watching them and what you hear in the background is peter monologuing it's it's like they they key in like and they do ultimately bring it together in some thematic way whenever he's like and that's what i'm doing i'm not fighting them i'm fucking them yeah that's what i know that's what i do and i was like that's kind of hard that was kind of hard um i was thinking of making that the line um the reason i didn't i think it is a better line of when you play the game of thrones you win or you die but i gave uh peter or yeah, Peter Baelish, the um character nod uh this mm. episode uh for me. So um initially I was gonna give him the performance, and then I'm like, well, no, maybe not. And then I'm like, well, I'll give him the line. And then I'm like, well, Cersei had a really good line. I'll give him the characters. I have no one of my characters. So I'm like, um kind of how I how I go about it sometimes is like spreading the love. Um, I get you wherever I see fit. So uh so yeah, I... little finger for I guess I don't know, I'll put a little finger in there for his middle name. I picked uh, uh, Aiden Gillen as Peter Baelish for my performance. Ah, that's actually cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, he definitely deserves it. Yeah, like this. He's fucking uh, incredible this scene, in this episode. Um, like, he's like got a him, few scenes that are just like, yeah, yeah. He is he is one of the reasons the King's Landing storyline like really hits in this in this week. And, God, uh, and his uh, his just mannerisms are so good. Like his char- like he plays the character just so well. He's incredible, dude. He's incredible. But uh, the way that uh, he, like, times his speech almost so that as soon as uh, one of the prostitute comes, uh, he's like, I'm so good. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, this is disgusting. Vile. Uh, But, you know, she's like a. Well, I guess maybe it's not. Is she really not? coming there and it's all an act and then she's supposed to whenever he says it or like 
it it's implied that no Roz Roz is like that. (laughs) You're right. I don't know why I'm doubting Roz. Roz Roz made this woman come. There's no doubt. Uh, There's (laughs) zero doubt in my mind. Uh, The way she's like draping on her, like afterwards, laying her head on on her shoulder and stuff. Like, yeah, no doubt. Uh, But. <laughs> and the way that she's like, "You want to join us, my lord?" And he's like, "Nah, I'm saving myself for another." God, uh, yeah. He explains, you know, he loved a woman and fought fought for her in a duel. And uh, he he explains that, uh, you know, what I learned from losing losing that duel, I learned that I'll never win. Not that way. I'm going to fuck them. That's what I know. That's what I am. And only by admitting what we can what we are can we get what we want and what do you want everything my dear everything there is i was like yeah this man's pretty fucking incredible at acting Um, his delivery is just i don't know he's i don't know what it is about him what it is about maybe it's just how he sounds Maybe it is just the the way he delivers the lines, just how mysterious he is with everything he says. Mm. Um, it's like the soft, the softness in his voice. Maybe I don't know. It's just so, it just works so well for the character. Um, it really does. And man, really I just really. I'm I'm like listening to every word he says, like every word I want it. I just want it to to hear more. Um, and I don't know. Um making me rethink my line but i i I got i got him as the character and that's why i had him as the character to give another character a nod for the line so well well and i was curious just because i was like i wonder what these actresses must have like felt about doing this uh roz is like a theater trained (laughs) actress who went to school for this? Our Mecca, the one receiving the pleasures, is a straight-up porn star. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so by the name of Sahara Knight, I looked her up on IMDb. She has starred in the films Doctor Lacey, Sex Therapist Two, uh, oh, Grandma's Dirty Little, yeah, Grandma's Dirty Little Secret Two. Uh, Haven't seen Pussy, that one yet. <laughs> Pussy is the best medicine for mm, uh, Christmas classic. Yes. Come perfection. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> wow. I can't I can't repeat some of these. Um so yeah, so this is a this is adult performance that you're seeing here. Um very, very tasteful soft core porn. Um wow. is what you're watching here. Um but yeah, I was I was you just kind of in act- awe. You, you mean literally? You think Roz is literally like that? I don't I don't know. I don't know. The fact that that we did have a porn star in the scene, maybe they just needed someone who could fake an orgasm really, really good. Um, so they got an actual porn star in here. Dang, the actual expert on the scene isn't Roz. That's nuts. Well, she's the expert in the acting department, but then the porn star would be an expert in acting sex-wise. Hmm. 
Wow. The show's just too real, man. They had a real horse, a real horse, a real deer, uh, that Tywin was cutting open. They get a real porn star for the porn. I, I guess, I don't know. This show just is, it's too, this isn't how shows work. I don't know. Like, it shouldn't no, be, this, this shouldn't be the standard, but I'm okay with it. No, yeah, like, for sure. And this this scene is heavy exposition. It's kind of explaining everything that he's, you know, his whole motivation basically for this episode. I'm trying to find anything on on this episode, and there's there's very little information about what what's actually happening there. So I'm assuming it's mm. not. Uh, but mm. nevertheless, yeah, in the in the the middle of of it, he just like just goes play with her ass. Just in, like, in, the, in, yeah. in the middle, just in the middle of it, and then he gets back to his monologue. Like, yeah, no, like, and show. that's one of the things that lets you know, oh, yeah, this is, this is something, this is something for him. This isn't just, this isn't just him talking, you know, he's like, I am enjoying this. Uh, yeah, dude is, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, so I, I did pick Aiden Gillen as, uh, as Peter Baelish for my for my performance because he was really good in this scene and he's really good in a lot of scenes later on. But uh after this, Renly finds Ned in a hallway, panicked, telling him that it's Robert. Uh, there was a boar and they they make their way off. It's looking like Robert's not expected to live for much longer. And Ned finds him telling him that uh telling Joffrey that he wishes he could have been a better father to him. Uh, he's like, I wish I could have been there for you. I wish I could have been a better father to you. I just wasn't, I was never meant to be a father. Wish, yeah. You're not to him. Not to him. You are to many other, many others, yeah, out there somewhere. Um, but that's, that's the father you were meant to be. That's, is the the one that wasn't there. Uh, maybe it was better that you weren't there actually. Right. Um, I don't For know. Real. Maybe maybe you could have had some child support, though. You know, maybe you yeah, could something help these kids you're, out you're, a little bit. You're the man. king, man. Like you know, you're already you the king. Six million in debt, whatever. Three million, whatever. You know, whatever. Six million gold dragons in debt. Yeah, that's that's a lot of gold dragons. Several gold dragons. Th- six million of them. But uh, <laughs> Net, Joffrey, he he dismisses Joffrey, telling him, you know, you won't want to see this. Go ahead and. Go ahead and get out, and Joffrey leaves, and Ned chooses not to tell Robert about his discoveries to spare his final hours from emotional distress. Um, and uh, Robert instructs Ned to make a letter naming, uh, naming him the Lord Protector of the Realm to rule until Joffrey comes of age. And Ned's like, um, I'm going to write rightful heir. Hmm. And Robert also asks him to cancel the attempt on Daenerys's life, and it was this that almost made me pick Robert as my favorite character. The fact that only the clarity of death can provide you the perspective you need to realize what you've done wrong, mm-hmm. um, and him being like, because when we see him last episode, when Ned wakes up before he goes on the hunt, he's like, Daenerys, the girl will die. That's final. That's it. And then he comes That's back from true. the hunt and is like. That was fucking stupid, man. I'm sorry. Like, she yeah, doesn't. It's a girl. It's a little die. girl. They're not going across the, the sea. 
Well, you ain't gonna be here not, to see it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but they uh, never say never. Yeah, um, right. I guess never not. Never say never. Did they? How much of it was Dothraki? Of A lot. Army? It's like uh, her Dothraki's like fifty fifty because it's the unsullied un Dothraki. Is it fifty fifty? That's what it is. Right. Roughly, I I can't imagine. I I'd almost be willing to bet she has more Dothraki than she does Unsullied. Probably, yeah, that's probably fair to assume. Because is it? Don't they like split? Don't like some Dothraki stay and some go with her? Maybe so. Does everyone go with her? I don't think all of them crossed in every. Yeah, I felt like some people stayed. I don't know. I think part of the thing that was awesome about her is that she united the like every Kalasar. Like, Khal Drogo is not the only call. There are a few calls who reign. That's right. They're uh, like warlords. Uh, man, and, there's so much I forget. That's it's so crazy. And Daenerys unites all of the hordes to become the well. No, I think after Drogo's death, they fall into different subsects. Uh, Drogo is the call of like the great Colossal. Like, the great call. The great then he call. then he dies and everything kind of goes to shit for the Dothraki for a while and Daenerys yeah. reunites them again. That's what it is. Um, but you know he he decides that Daenerys shouldn't have to die. That was that was dumb of him and uh, he's like thank goodness he leaves the chamber and Ned talks to Varys and Sir Barristan Selmy briefly by asking Selmy you know. Drinking, drinking out there, bunch of wine, and Varys is like, "Yes, it was Lancel Lannister who uh, made sure that the king kept refreshed with the alcohol during the hunt." Oh, how curious that, don't you think? Uh, his his reactions were slowed and unreliable, and poor Barristan Selmy man, he's like, "I failed, I failed my king," and Ned, like Ned being like. Like, there's literally no one in the realm that could have protected that man from himself. Yeah. He was right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess, uh, like, it is just very convenient that this is when Robert goes, you know? Like, uh, but, I mean, it was, like, not convenient in the sense that they they laced his wine with something or something happened. You know, this it was definitely, like, intended. If not, if it didn't mm-hmm. happen here... It was going to happen sometime soon. Else. Um, I mean, they got John Aaron with an untraceable poison. Poison, so, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, you're one hundred percent right. He was dying soon, no matter what. But, but uh, Varys also lets Ned know that the attempt on Daenerys's life—it's too late to stop. It's going to happen. Uh, and Ned's like, "Well, shit." That blows, but not much I can do about it now. Gonna let that go. Um, but next up at King's Landing, Renly confronts Ned and offers him a hundred swords to take Joffrey into custody. We need to protect the heir. Whoever holds him holds the throne. You know, if Cersei has him, she's ruling. If we have him, we're ruling. And Ned's like, no, I'm not gonna dishonor Robert's last hours by shedding blood in the Red Keep and taking frightened children hostage. And Renly's like, uh, well, you know, uh, 
Stannis is going to fucking suck at this job, you know? He's a, but he's so a... that it's, it is interesting that after that, he decides to just leave and take 50, 50 men with him and some mm-hmm. other people. A small council and 50 men. He just leaves right after that. He decided he's going to go for it. True. Yeah. Is is he leaving? He's, they said he was going south. Is he? Does he go to Stannis? Or does he go somewhere on his own? I'm pretty sure next season... I think this might be the last time we see Renly this season. And next time we see him, he has, like, his own little crown and is married to Marjorie Tyrell. And, like... Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he's, right. he's entered the War of the Five Kings. But I might be... I might be tripping there. Let me, uh, let me take, take a look real quick and see if I can't find how many episodes Renly Baratheon's actor is in. Because... He's a goodie. I like I like that character a lot, and I like that actor a lot. But uh, I know that he doesn't have a ton of time left on screen. Um, let's see. It's a Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It's in eight episodes. Yeah, was... This is the last episode he's in in season one, and we won't see him again until three episodes into season two. Um. Hmm. Three, so, season three or season two, episode three, and then he appear. Where does it say where he appears or where? Um, he is. I don't remember where he's at, but Lady I for Cal- some reason I think he might be in High Garden. Renly's camp at the end of a tournament taking place. Brienne of Tarth is there. So it's, yeah, it's it's the first time we meet Brienne of Tarth, Marjorie Tyrell. It's just his camp. On his the war camp. is going on. Come this point, so he's he's probably just made uh, camp. Okay. So wow, I guess we're. So I guess he probably went to Stannis then immediately. He could have gone to Stannis briefly and like talked to him for a little bit or something, but uh, he could also just be heading for Highgarden. Yeah, true. where the where the Tyrells stay. Um. They said that he was headed south, I think. Yeah, they did. Um, uh, map of Westeros. Let's just get a good little what's well, south of King's Landing. A lot, probably. Yeah, plenty. So, I mean, not really. That doesn't really narrow it down. Um, but Where's Dragonstone in relation to King's Landing? Uh, that map is not clear whatsoever. Um, King Dragonstone is south. If that is, oh no, King's Landing. This one doesn't have. Um, no, that's Storm's End. Storm's End is the closest thing that's south, I'd say. But is um, the Baratheon hole? So yeah, it's like the that closest is... thing that's south is uh Storm's End. That is where the Baratheons reign from. So. I feel like that's fair to assume. That fair to assume that's where he's heading. But uh, nevertheless, uh, Ned's like, come on now, homie. Stannis is your older brother. He's the true heir. This is this is the only course of action. And uh, in his study, he writes a letter laying out his findings to Lord Stannis and instructs a courier to take the message to Dragonstone directly to Stannis. Not a steward. Nothing like that. Take it to Stannis. Just Stannis. And... Uh, 
It is then that Littlefinger arrives and talks to Ned. He tells him the truth about uh, immediately. Why, why look at Littlefinger and go, you know what? Just so you know, uh, the kids aren't, aren't Roberts. Let me give you all the information. And, uh, Man, yeah, Littlefinger's like, know. yeah, you know what? We should play that close to the chest and make Joffrey King, make him our puppet. That'd be the, that'd be the best move. And, uh, Ned's like, are you fucking for real? This is like, what, what are you, what are you fucking talking about? Uh, and Littlefinger's like, well, if he's not a good king, he proves to be not controllable or whatever. We can reveal the truth and we can crown Renly instead, you know? And Ned's like, this is fucking treason that we're talking about. And Littlefinger's like, I mean, I know you've taken up the role of regent and protector of the realm. You, you don't have the men to seize control from Cersei if need be. Like, you, you don't have the power here. Not at all. And he's, he tells him, you need the loyalty of the city watch. Littlefinger understands that the honorable Ned Stark can't come out, come right out and ask him to bribe them, but agrees he will do what needs to be done. Uh, he also, uh, this, this scene also featured my favorite line in, in the episode where Littlefinger mm. goes, you need to make peace with he the Lannisters. He has a lot of them here. He has a yeah. lot of this episode and yeah this one this one's good he he tells him he needs to make peace with the lannisters and he's like you expect me to make peace with them with the people who tried to kill my son and did this and did this killed jory killed my men he's like we don't make peace with friends like uh here let me let me find the exact quote because it's bloody brilliant but he says uh we only make peace with our enemies my lord that's why it's called making peace that is my uh, that's my favorite line of the episode, just because it was so. It's just so Littlefinger because he's being such a smart ass, but he's right, which is yeah rare. No, it's it, that, that's really all that Littlefinger's lines are is just little smarty smart ass like remarks, but they just work so well for the show and the situation that they're in. Like, um, I don't know his his line delivery is just always so good. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I ha- I had to give him a nod somewhere, and I think character uh, for him at least makes a little sense. Like he he like definitely at the end end is like he's stepping it up. Like he's mm-hmm. like this. I didn't expect. I like I kind of forgot that that this cliffhanger happened. Not gonna lie, and like I I thought he was on Ned's side for sure because of um oh my god Ned's wife Catelyn. Catelyn, wow. Um, be, just because of I knew that he like he liked Catelyn, you know, and like I thought that right. that like I knew that later on. I'm like, oh yeah, so we'll probably like just stay with Ned, you know, like for the rest of of mm. the season, whatever. Like he's on his side, and I'm like, oh, Not and quite. then it happened. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, so shit. it was kind of like a shock again for me. Um, That's fun. Which was fun, but That's uh, fun. Yeah, no, yeah, I, he, uh, he rocks here. Yeah, he's incredible. That's why I gave him I gave him the performance and the line. Uh, yeah, Tavares it. pointed out. Tavares pointed out a few weeks back that uh, every, every once in a while, whoever gets the line is usually a top contender for your performance, um, and that's just so happened to line up here for me once again. Mm. I think Daenerys has gotten that out of me before. Let's see. Uh, 
Braun. Cersei. Littlefinger. I think that's it for me as far as the lineup and the. It's Daenerys and. Oh, Ned, Daenerys, and mm-hmm. Littlefinger have now all done that. Yeah, I choose my before. lines. Some of my lines are very. Like, my first one is I'm trying to eat, drink, and pour my way to an early grave. Like, some of mine I choose that are just very funny and some stupid. Of them are just funny, yeah. And then, yeah, other ones I choose that are like, okay, that line just is undoubtedly like the line. Yeah, of the a good line. Like, my, mine are very, I have a wide spectrum of lines that I choose. But, uh, <laughs> I don't, this one, I, I think I chose this one, like Cersei's, the Game of Thrones line is just, it just, I felt like, it's a trailer line. It's too you know, classic. Like, it's one of those lines yeah. where, like, if you like, didn't take it, I was going to take it. Yeah. You know? It's, I don't know. It, I felt like it had to be in there. And Cersei is, cool, like, a cool enough character as well. Like, I felt like she needed a nod somewhere in there, too. For real. Yeah, um, for sure. I agree. But uh, next up, still in King's Landing, Ned is summoned to the throne room by, quote, King Joffrey. That's how he learns that jo- that Robert has died. And uh, he arrives to find Littlefinger and Varys waiting for him, alongside uh, Commander Jano Slint of the City Watch. And uh, Varys tells him that Renly has fled the city, along with Loras Tyrell and a number of retainers, and they were last seen heading south. They head on into the room. Jano Slint gives him a little bit, of, a few more words of encouragement. We're here, Your Grace. Uh, and they enter where Joffrey sits on the Iron Throne. And let me tell you, the image of Joffrey sitting on the Iron Throne uh, results in almost immediate gagging for me. I I did throw up. Um, you vomited. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't hold it in. Um, no, yeah, like I saw it and I was like, oh my god, this is going to be such a pain in the ass to yeah, watch. Because no, he's it, the king yeah. for like over a quarter of this show. He's the king for two and a half seasons. That's. So bad. Ned could have been king for two... Well, no, I guess. How old is he at this time? Because it says until Joffrey? he comes of eight, yeah. Well, I guess he, he wouldn't be the heir that... Because Ned would be like, no, he's not the heir. So, like, it wouldn't even matter. But, like, say they go with Littlefinger's plan of making peace with the Lannisters, waiting until Joffrey comes of age, they can do whatever until then. Like, how old is Joffrey here? I take Joffrey to be 14. In his age? Known, or is it just like whenever he's good enough to be king, or is it like eighteen he's king? You know? I think eight. I think eighteen is like when he's like, oh, now he is the king. If he come, if he comes of age earlier, go ahead. But uh, I think eighteen's the age where it's like, no matter what you do, now he is the king. Um, okay. Hmm. But uh, yeah, know. seeing him on you the iron terms Ned, made me vomit. If Ned takes um, Littlefinger up on that offer. And he says, like, actually, yeah, let's do it. Do you think he he sticks with Ned? Or do you mm-hmm. think he, act, like, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know. I guess it, he just wants all of his cards on the table, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he wants, like, he, he puts himself in the best position possible for himself, Littlefinger. And when Ned refuses to go along with any plan Littlefinger has, Littlefinger knows that his best bet is to be on the right side of Cersei Lannister. Yeah. So he goes ahead. He goes ahead there. and buys the city watch, but it's like, "Hey, 
man, we're going to act like we're for Ned Stark, but we're for Cersei, okay? Uh, deal, deal. Um, and uh, he demand Joffrey goes full uh, Otto Hightower here and demands the uh, oaths of fealty from his counselors and subjects. Kneel here or you die, basically. And uh, instead, Ned gives Sir Barristan Selmy. He's like, you are a man of honor. I don't think anyone here could question that. Go ahead and read this for me. And it is the proclamation Robert made, his seal unbroken, uh, naming him as Lord Protector of the Realm. And Barristan's like, oh, shit. Okay. And Cersei's like, let me see that. Let me see that real quick. What's this? What's it? Shh, shh, shh. Goes ahead and rips it a few times. Is this what? Is this what you thought would protect you, this little paper shield? And Barristan was like, those were the king's own words. And she's like, the king is dead. This is your king now. Um, instead, she, she suggests that Ned bend the knee and swear allegiance. In return, he will be allowed to return to Winterfell. And Ned responds, uh, that kid has no claim to the Iron Throne. Uh, Janos, let's go ahead and do this. Take the queen and her son into custody and instead the city watch kill all of ned's men and Littlefinger holds a knife to his throat saying i did warn you not to trust me and we cut to black i did have the line of distrusting me was the wisest thing you did ever since you stepped off that horse and man yep. it came back to definitely bite him in the him. fucking ass yeah it's uh it was true um man what a cliffhanger though this one was this is like an episode that it's hard to not just go to the next one. It's tough. One thousand percent. Um, and it made me want to ask you, do you want to stick with episode just actually limiting it to one? Or like when season, when we get to season two, do we chunk it up or keep it one by one? I think the format of the show we've laid out here i think one by one's almost definitely the way we got to go about it but if we were if we were willing to change the format a little bit then maybe but i think we've just laid out such a uh it works like I, like it works well i was us, surprised I, I was surprised because whenever i was coming into it i was like no way we could do episode by episode like i was like no way but like for this shit, it makes sense for this show that we can. Like, at, like at it's this so season, big, it's, it's so it. massive. Like, it's like, yeah, no, you can't. Uh, because it would be tough to be like, all right, watch three episodes. It's like so much happens. We talk for almost two like, hours about each episode individually. Yeah, yeah, that would be nuts. So like that's that's what I was. I just wanted to to bring that up because at the beginning of this project, I thought, no way. I was like, yeah. I'm like, we're going to have to group episodes together. You know, like, I'm like, big events happen and stuff, but like, no way we could actually like. There is enough for us to go right? on every week, yeah, no which way. is just insane for a rewatch podcast. Like, I know we keep connecting it back to a lot of the same stuff. Like, oh, they're alluding to this. We talk about that stuff a lot. But the fact that there's so much of that is rewarding in and of itself. Um, I've had so much fucking fun. And like, uh, not to mention, you know, this dagger that Peter holds to Ned's throat. Arya puts a dagger to Littlefinger's throat and makes the cut. 
in season seven. You know, like that's mm. that's how he dies, and it's like that's 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 what I want to see. You know, man, this show just oh, it goes so far, so far, and I found the best map ever for Game of oh, Thrones. It's, inter- it's interactive, and you can see where characters have gone and see the path they took um throughout oh, wow. the show um so like if you want to oh, see wow. if you want to see let's see like uh Tyrion you check mark you just like check him and then you can go and see when he went to the wall you know he took his trip to oh, the wall God. and then he comes back to King's Landing goes you know and then eventually he goes across the narrow sea way over you know way over there like i don't know it's pretty this is pretty sick like uh for for us we can actually framing it like it's like a fucking like it's on google maps makes me realize just how fucking massive this thing is i know yeah and we're on episode seven yeah oh this is through the books oh this is books yeah because these are chapters and they are the names yeah Uh, i think episodes is right there though right Oh, there you go. Well, that's why I'm not just here. But yeah, there we go. And then Tyrion is in the Eyrie, which he's just le- he's just now leaving the Eyrie. Um, Damn. I guess actually, but yeah. And then if we want to check out Jamie, yep, over there in River Run. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. I don't know. It's just kind of sick. John at the wall. Yeah. Uh, Arya King's Land. Oh, this. Yeah. This is this is a nice little. Uh, That's a cool map. Thing cool to, little resource. Uh, yeah. Um, so there we go. Well, we shall keep it in mind. Do we have any more favorites to declare? Or did we? Uh, did we get all those out of the way for this episode? I think we got them all. Yeah. T- I think uh, mine. Tywin's introduction, I'm solidifying it, like, I guess, you know, like, it, it was that from the beginning, nothing else, I guess, topped it for me to, to swap over to anything else, so I'll, uh, I'll keep it as, as his introduction. I dig it. Um, I dig it. And yeah, it's everything. So. All right. And I think we're, we're left with the rating. Oh, yeah. And this will be our third 10 in a row, as far as that genre is concerned, uh, Man, it's just how it's, well it's fulfilling what we know Game of Thrones as. This is can't give it anything else. Yeah, this is as good a Game of Thrones episode as you could ask for. I feel like, like as far as what Game of Thrones is, how do you a, feel about it compared to last episode? Enjoyment wise, I am confident. I don't like it as much, and that it is not as good. Um, okay, but. Not by like a huge chunk, by any means. Like, like uh, enjoyment wise, what did we give last week? Nine five. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. probably nine to nine two five this week. Like it's okay. Yeah, because uh, episode five, uh, Wolf and the Lion, we gave that a nine. Um, and I, I feel like I'm I'm kind of like either on par with that or it's it's a little bit better, but not quite last episode. Um. So I, I'm fine with a, a nine or nine two five. That's that's where I was. Um, let's uh let's match episode five. I can't confidently tell you that I like that yeah, like this one like more. It better. Yeah. Um, I think back let's to episode five with like episode a episode five. Yeah, let's. I just kind of want to. We got 
Catelyn is ca- Catelyn has captured Tyrion and plans to bring him to his sister uh, at the Vale, but or to be tried for his supposed crimes. Robert plans to have Daenerys killed, but Eddard refuses to be part yeah, of it. Yeah, it's Ned's quit. resignation. So it's his resignation. That's right. Um, oh, I guess I could have just looked at like our favorite scenes and stuff. Um, mine is Ned's resignation. Yours was Robert and Cersei's conversation. That's right. Mm. Uh, their heart, like talking about their relationship. Um, I, yeah. I'd put this on equal footing. I wouldn't say I liked it less. I wouldn't say I liked it more. Yeah, I'm down. I like that too. Um, okay. So now just critically, I guess, is all that remains. And I'd say, um, I don't know. This one was probably not, do you think up to the standard of last episode? Like they still have the visual. I think last episode was visually done better, but this episode kept the style of like the good visuals of Game of Thrones still. Yeah, it uh, it maintained like that's my thing is that I think episode 6 took a bigger swing with the way that it did its visuals and then they toned it down for episode 7. Yeah. Uh for Daniel Minahan and I think that it's I think it, it doesn't suffer for that but I don't I don't think it's quite as good visually. I think story-wise it's probably every bit is good acting wise it's not missing or anything like i think i think i really do just take it down probably 0.25 for that visual bump that would make it another 933 that ties exactly with uh episode five uh it's actually the same exact scores we gave it um in total so um yeah on imdb i believe it was nine one no Yes, 9-1 um, for this episode on INDB and on Rotten Tomatoes. It says 100%, but the average rating is an 8.9 whenever it is. So I don't know how they calculate their percentage percentages. Yeah, they have a, they have a weird methodology there. I, I have so, no idea what they do. Um, 8.9 average rating for their, their critics, but uh, 100% on their tomato meter um so i mean yeah pretty freaking baller episode i mean that that's uh three episodes in a row that are above a nine and we have three more to go and i don't think that trend is gonna stop if i had to guess um i don't think it will either i don't think it will uh especially we only got three episodes left only season got two left looking, with our boy. Yeah, season is looking good. Um, it is looking good. It is looking yeah, good. Uh, a seven six seven. That just like that's a that's a that's a dip. I was looking at just all the averages um, for the the season, and episode three was an average of seven six seven. So about like a seven seven. Um, but I mean, oh wow, whoa. Oh, wait, that's season eight. I was like, whoa. I'm like, yo, we, like, somehow messed up. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, eight five is that the lowest? It is the lowest rated episode of the season. So, okay. Um, we were more harsh than IMDb um, for episode three. Um, that's kind of crazy. We're never, we're usually never more harsh. Never. 
uh, 8.5 IMDb. We gave it a 7. Or an 8. 8 critically. Oh, man. 7 enjoyment. Oh, Oh, man. Wow. Just hadn't picked up the pace yet. That was all. I guess true. Yeah. So there we go. A mm-hmm. 9.33 now. 93% for episode 7. Uh, you win or you die. Tied for Pretty, pretty good stretch of episodes we're on here. Um, mm-hmm. But with that, I think we conclude this episode of Winter is Blooming. Sad we won't be uh, having any more Mark Addy, Robert Baratheon in any more of these episodes. Officially Dang. done with Mark Addy's Robert Baratheon. Uh, no. I know. <laughs> Appreciating yes, it, appreciated him more than I ever have on this watch, and it's <gasps> no, we didn't get any hodors, did we? No, no hodors. Oh my gosh! No another doors. my theory, not another ten. Notice critically, Notice. sure See. for the genre, not enjoyment or critically. Did it get a ten? Zero hodors. The the data doesn't lie so far. Our first perfect 10 will be the episode with the most Hodors. Watch it go from like 3 to like 42. And then it's like 10, 10, 10 across the board. I'm going to, I don't know. Perfect episode. Yeah, it's like, it's like the, I don't know, somehow the Red Wedding like lines up to be just Hodor central somehow. I don't know. Hodor. Hodor. Um, Hodor. But. Oh no, we're getting there. We only got three episodes left in season one. That's crazy. I know. We're getting close. We're getting close to finishing season one of Winter is Blooming. Can't believe we've already been doing this for seven weeks. Uh, yeah. Man. But um, yeah, that, even crazier is that House of the Dragon ended eight weeks ago. That is, man, there's too much television, too much going on. That it's like there is just a constant something on, so it doesn't make it seem that things ended that long ago. I don't mm-hmm. know. It, that's crazy. Already been eight weeks. Already been eight weeks since House of the Dragon concluded, which means it's been almost twenty weeks since Westworld did. Jeez, that's and that crazy. that concluded concluded. That was it. We didn't even know. Man, and we were theorizing at the end there as yeah. to what could have happened, what was going to happen. A big war. There was literally a big war that was about to be fought. Nothing. Fucking sad. Fucking sad. But with that, we conclude this episode of Winter is Blooming. If you would, head to patreon.com slash bloomer. You'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of comic book pull lists and movie reviews. Uh, from here on in, if there's any new comic book movies coming out, we're covering it on Patreon. Uh, not not covering it here on the main show until it comes up in our comic book movie project starting next year. But those episodes won't come out until like like, for example, we just recorded the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special for uh, for a Patreon for our comics Bloomiverse, and uh, that episode won't be out on the main show until like 2024. Or something crazy like that. It'll be a while. It'll be a while. Um, but I'm so excited for y'all to continue to support the podcast over there. It's very, very helpful. For three bucks a month, you can make the biggest contribution possible to this podcast. And it's greatly appreciated. Um, if you would, head to Twitter and hi 
live and Tumblr and follow at Penny Bloom Pod. Follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you are listening and to share us with a friend. Download our episodes. That all helps so, so much. Um, you know, send links to your friends of the show's episodes because that's a that's a metric that they measure on like Spotify wrapped. I figured out is that they're like uh, yours was one of the most dispersed podcasts. If like they're like you uh, if people are sharing your episodes, they they measure that shit. So it's it'd be awesome if you guys could uh, send send a link to send send a link to a homie, post it on Twitter, or do something. That'd be awesome. We'd appreciate it greatly. Um, if you're fucking with me and Joe, the 52 year journey through film continues this week where we will have the 2010s awards oh yeah and we will start the new decade with 2020s nomad land uh very very excited about that very excited about that and uh it'll be awesome yeah we'll have one more more episode prior to christmas which is cool so, so. Mm. one more yeah. one more winter is blooming before christmas where winter will truly be blooming, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, um, that'd be awesome. It has been getting colder now, which, which you know, it was it was staying warm for a little too long, you know, a little scary there. For it keeps a doing bit, that, but... it, uh, just a little bit longer every year, where you're like, it's it's December now. It should shouldn't be thirty slightly... degrees yet. I was trick-or-treating and my fingers were about to fall off, but I could have trick-or-treated in swim trunks this year. Yeah. Much to think about. The planet's dying. With that, uh, (laughs) I was Colton Roberts and I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here while the Earth is still here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And in the Game of Thrones, you win or you die.